재미와 지식의 오디오 라이프 팝빵. What time is it? What time is it? Do you know what time it is? 이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이
for the discussion. Our good friends uh, first uh, from Hanguk University of Foreign Studies Law Professor Huang Jong-uk. Professor Huang, a uh, busy day for you, I know, uh, making the media rounds, but also appreciate you joining us here for this uh, final broadcast. Thank you for joining us. It's my honor. And also joining us uh, from Asan Institute for Policy Studies, a research fellow and a famous pundit, Dr. Kim Ji-yoon. Dr. Kim, an honor and pleasure. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. My pleasure to be here. I believe you saw this uh, verdict read live. Um, I felt like there was some showmanship involved because uh, when Lee <laughs> Jung-mi first came out and she was talking about Kim Ki-chun and yeah. the culture minister and um, how that didn't necessarily insta- mean that it's mm-hmm. grounds for impeachment. And then she talked about uh, Segeilbo and the uh, uh, restriction on press freedoms. And so you go, okay, that's interesting. But there's always a but. And then yes. at the end, times, uh, when they brought but. up the uh, Choi Soon-sil mm-hmm. uh, affair, they, they hit it pretty hard and it was a unanimous decision Mm -hmm. what were your thoughts well i have to be frank that i was a little bit nervous in the beginning because as you said um you know judge she used a lot of butt (laughs) and then realized that well maybe we have something really really uh, really uh we have to delve into it the last of course it came at the last uh, probably she saved the uh, best for the last i guess uh but the, before the ruling uh, yesterday and you know, we uh, i discussed a lot of um with a lot of the legal scholars and also you know, my friends and colleagues well i was nervous but i was not that surprised by mm. the ruling and uh, of course uh, the unanimous ruling was very surprising but it was a, a little bit uh, you know, expected to mm. some extent because, well, if there's any dissenting opinion, um, that, I mean, considering the situation right now in Korea, that should be probably very much a problematic in the future, the society and political right. wide. So, well, surprised, but it's not totally unexpected and kind of relieved. Right. I, I, I think that's the key uh, emotion that a lot right. of people felt is that sense of relief that you could breathe again, yeah. I think. And I, I think a lot of people did not have a good night's sleep last night. Even people who had nothing to do with this, you know, and they're not involved in politics, but they were just so kind of jittery uh, leading into this announcement. Professor Wong, yesterday you, had the, you made the very uh, fascinating point about how these justices, they have to be on the record. And if they give a minority or dissenting opinion, if it's two or three, which would overrule this uh, impeachment, they have to actually read that out loud. The signatures yep. would be on it. And that, that seemed to be sort of a, a thing that could be felt as a burden. What were your thoughts on the? Because we're talking about the legal view of this. What, yep. what did you think of the ruling and, and what the judges or at least what Lee Jung-mi was uh, stating? Well, I guess I'll call it a triumph of common sense. I mean, given everything that has been revealed for past four months... I personally thought it was inconceivable that anybody who's coming out, coming to these set of facts with an objective eye could actually say, hey, President Park, she hasn't done anything wrong. On the other hand, I guess what past four months have taught us is that Korea hasn't exactly been run with common sense, at least at the highest level. So I guess my nervousness, uh, I, did, I was kind of nervous waiting for today's decision. My nervousness was coming on from sort of unknown unknown in the sense that what kind of behind the door machinations mm-hmm. might have been at work because, you know, all it takes is three constitutional court justices yeah. to just block, uh, you know, uh, impeachment, but it, it didn't happen. And I'm, I'm really glad that common sense prevailed today. 
common sense prevailed that there's been so many rumors and speculation. Yeah. Oh, Lee j u n g m i s husband was a member of the Progressive Party, <laughs> and so of course she's going to be angry yeah. at the president. But people, it was fake news that she actually voted <laughs> for the uh, dissolving of yeah. that party. Um, all, on the other side, people say, oh, these two judges appointed by uh, President, former President Park, uh, they're going to obviously mm-hmm. vote against impeachment. But it was interesting that one of those uh, judges appointed would actually were one, one of the uh, yes. votes against the uh, Progressive Party's uh, dissolution. So when we talk about You hear this from the Western people who who live here and they're kind of cynical, but mm-hmm. like, oh, you know, these protesters and this Korean democracy is is kind of aberrant because uh, they can pressure these institutions like the court justices to to make choices that might not mm-hmm. necessarily follow the rule of the law, but because they're being pressured by public sentiment. And I I don't know if that's necessarily a case that's really fully understood by people who are not in Korea. Well, I don't think any. Um Um, very confident ground on that kind of arguments because, um, well, the, I think that's the, probably the reason why the constitutional court judges uh, took so long and very much a consider, consideration they put in, and all, all, not just the process, but also in the final verdict. Uh, and then they just you know pointed out the, why this violation of the constitution and why others are not, and they I think very succinctly uh, pointed out. And well, to some people say that it's just a political pressure, but I don't know. I mean, in some way, it is. It can be a political pressure because higher than the seventy percent of uh, Korean people supported the impeachment. It was very consistent uh, since December. But if you go back to the uh, democracy one on one, the basic one on one. This is the country that run by the people's will. And then that was represented by the National Assembly. And then finally, the Constitutional Court was examining whether it is binding by the Constitution or not. So I don't really think it has any problem with that. So, well, I'm actually, you know, I have to say that I'm pretty proud of everything. People's very, you know, they were very um, patient and they waited for the decision and very peacefully they protested. So... I think this is some very important and historic moment for Korean democracy. Yes, and you know, a lot of people are saying Article 1 yeah. of the Constitution really right. is just explaining that point perfectly. And Lee Jung-mi, the uh, acting chief justice, did say that, look, this has nothing to do with if you're a conservative or a, a progressive. This is about this case. And when we talk about 80% of the people... That includes a lot of people who are conservative. So they're talking about this is about whether you are a reasonable person or an unreasonable person. Just briefly, because again, you're a legal expert, but the s e l l Ferry uh, family members who, who've been suffering so much for, for the past uh, two, almost three years now, they uh, may be feeling a bit of closure from this. But the justice and uh, her re- reasoning about the s e l l Ferry tragedy saying, It was a a tragic situation. The president obviously uh, did not do her best, but we cannot find that grounds for impeachment. Although they did add those two, they weren't dissenting opinions, but I guess supplemental opinions to justices who said, well, she did not fulfill her duty as a civil servant, right? Right. Um, Is it it one of those that reasonable people can disagree on is, I guess, the point? 
I guess my, what I suspect is that you know the eight justices probably did not have uniform opinions, and they basically focused on one common ground where where they could get an eight zero opinion, unanimous opinion. Okay. I think that probably was the paramount consideration for the, all the justices. And I suspect the two justices who filed a supplemental opinion that you mentioned probably felt that you know they needed some additional commentary on the Sewol Ferry tragedy. Yes, incompetence. Basically, the bottom line is that incompetence, while is highly, you know, regrettable. It's not really a ground for impeachment. Basically, that that's what it comes down to. And I guess the two justices wanted to make basically leave a warning for future presidents and future politicians, saying that look, I yeah. mean, you can't just expect that nothing will happen if you are to this degree, you know, showing dereliction of your duties. And I think that those two justices felt strongly about leaving some kind of a written warning for the posterity. She did also, I suppose. Hindsight being 2020, received bad political advice by making those public apologies and coming out on um, on these uh, radio, um, this uh, internet interview, as well as this kind of flash press briefing with reporters. Because uh, Lee Jung-mi once again cited that uh, you basically did not keep your word and you were very clearly not defending the constitution with those actions by not appearing for the prosecutors. And so uh, that kind of came and uh, kind of bit her oh at the definitely end. i mean it was definitely her own goal i mean you know a pres a former president park Geun-hye gave three public apologies and i recall that each of those apologies were met by kind of a public backlash because each of those apologies really fell well short of what was expected from her and it seems that the group of advisors surrounding former president park was just really divorced from reality and the popular sentiments now we have as you say it's a historic Mm-hmm. A day for uh, Korea. Uh, she is no longer the president. Yep. She is uh, a s- private citizen now, mm-hmm. and she is uh, supposed to get out of the uh, blue house. Uh, we'll hope maybe talk <laughs> about this. So that, yeah. This is not the end of the saga, though, right? I mean, people still want justice right. served. They don't, it's not just about we do not want her mm-hmm. to be president anymore. It's also we want to see the people who have uh, turned the country into this sort of circus uh, mm-hmm. to face criminal charges. Yeah, basically she has been abusing her presidential power, even though she was not the president that time. (laughs) But uh, not, um, you know, getting the investigation by the prosecutor's office and not the special investigation. She didn't really show up in the court, the constitutional court. I mean, she didn't say that she was going to, but so she was not really, um, you know, defending constitution. Uh, but it was basically looked over because she was still in the state of a sort of a president. Now she's going back to civilian and she has to face all the investigations she was supposed to do. So um, still people think, well, there's a leftover and still the justice should be served and further. And now um, the real drama, I think, should be going on. How is that drama going to unfold, you feel? Uh, there's one school of thought that says the prosecution now says, look, I mean, we are free to uh, subpoena, uh, to, to uh, issue a warrant against her. Uh, there's another school of thought that says, well, you know, we're now in 60 days from the next presidential election. It might be a little sensitive to have these public images of the president uh, kind of maybe even be put into detention. Uh, wh- what do you think happens? Well, first of all, I think for next 60 days, we'll be completely caught up in the presidential election news, basically. I don't think, uh, I, I think the prosecutors can be somewhat, uh, securing the knowledge that the public will be just taken, uh, you know, taken with all the news coming out about you know hor- uh, horse racing and negotiation that are taking place and so forth. But I guess you know 
at some point, you know, uh, not at some point, in 60 days' time, the president will be elected and he will actually have to, you know, occupy Blue House uh, immediately. And then I think the question becomes not just, uh, you know, criminal justice for uh, former President Park, but to what extent do we expand the criminal investigation? Because I get the sense that since Chesun Shul was basically acting as de facto president for the four years, if we really dig into it, I think a lot more is probably will be discovered. So what is the next president going to do? To what extent are we going to, you know, cast a net? I mean, is it going to be going after 100 people, 500 people, 1,000 people? Based on, you know, some of the things that someone like, you know, Kim Mo-sung has said, it seems that a lot of people within the, you know, Senate Party knew about, to a varying extent, involvement of Choi sun So, you know, how, to what extent do we want to go to the bottom of this? And I think that's going to be a big homework for mm. the next administration. Some uh, a pardon is off the table, though, for for the most part, right? Or is it too early to talk about that? At this point, no. I, I think the political decision is like to what extent do we go after the whatever the group of people is that basically supported this, you know, this scandal, knowing that something was up. I think the prosecutor's office is going to very aggressively, you know, going after her. Uh, you know, the special investigation team had a record high, you know, popularity and they were praised, you know, for having achieved a lot of things. And then the, now the prosecutor's office in hand. And then it's very much sure that the Taiyu Hangukdang is not going to get a power and some other party or some other candidate is going to be the president. And considering that, I think prosecutor's office, well, you know, they. And there's a competition for them. Exactly. And also saving exactly. face. But do keep in mind that the so-called Ubyangu line is still very much <laughs> present within this prosecutor's office. And I'm not sure we all can identify who exactly. They, I mean, some of them seem to be fairly apparent, but others, who knows? Mm. And, you know, they'll be thinking about their own survival, their own future careers and so forth. And there will be other people thinking about, you know, prosecution of them. Mm-hmm. So how is this okay. going to be played out? I suspect it's going to be fairly messy. We've already seen violence today. I think mm-hmm. there's going to be a big rally tomorrow that uh, people are feeling uh, more violence. Chaiyu uh, Hangukdang, they probably have to be out of the picture for at least a week right now or stay yeah. quiet. Uh, is this an opportunity now for Padin uh, to come out and say, we need to mobilize conservatives and show what the good conservatism is? Well, I think... This is kind of a sensitive moment for them. They cannot really cheer and enjoy the, the, as they want. They should be a little bit, um, have a posture of res, uh, to be reserved. Uh, it's going to be a very tough weekend. But afterwards, they're probably going forward and say that this is a real conservatism. And they hold that. So, yeah, probably they'll come out and say that we are the conservatives that you have to look you know, for. Yeah. I mean, at this point, and we keep talking about shy conservatives who haven't been coming out and and responding to these so-called polls that Mm -hmm. came out. There needs to be an alternative uh, for uh, the, uh, I guess, centrist right and conservative uh, faction. And so uh, who can fill that void? We'll have to see. We're going to have to take a short break. We're going to continue our look at... This historic day, the impeachment of former President Park Geun-hye, and I suppose the political landscape going forward with these uh, big elections coming up in less than two months. Uh, 